Excellent. Hi. Yeah, this is uh, Dr. Custis chopping it up again with you guys. Uh, just coming on the air, um, talking to you guys about health related issues um, and anything that pretty much is affecting the community, which will ultimately affect your health. Uh, I remember last week we were we talked a, a, a lot about allergies last week and some of the follow up, you know, that I got, you know, if you haven't, if you're learning to something, listen, the easiest way to get better is to eliminate that allergen. I mean, it sounds like common sense, but a lot of people don't quite understand that. I mean, if you're allergic to cats or you're allergic to dogs, I mean, you know, it, it's difficult to say, you know, maybe a pet's not good for you, but in some instances, I might have to say, listen, a pet's not good for you. You know, unless you find one of those hypoallergenic cats or hypoallergenic dogs, I mean, they do exist. Um, the other thing is, if, I mean, if you already have a family pet, you know, you might need to see the allergist to get, you know, some immunotherapy to help desensitize you against your, 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 your family pet. I know how hard that is. You know, another thing that I see that was, that was, that was common is jewelry. You know, a lot of jewelry has what they call nickel in it. Um, and you see people with, you know, these rashes around their neck and up and down their the back of their head from their jewelry. It's a nickel allergy. Sometimes those things can get pretty blistery, infected, um, and sometimes they get purulent, which means, you know, sometimes it's draining like pus. You know, it's itchy. It looks really ugly, uh, some of these rashes. You know, the best thing to do is, you know, some people got it on their ears, some people got it around their neck, you know, somebody around their wrists, you know. Um, and the best thing to do is just take off your jewelry. You know, don't wear it until that clears up, you know. Soap and water is the best thing for it, you know, eliminating the things that, that that's irritating you. Give it time. You know, you can give yourself something that, that you put something on it to help keep it from itching, you know, even something simple like a calamine lotion to keep it from itching. Um, that will, you know, help the, that, that, that whole problem to kind of go away. It'll go away. And then, you know, from there, oh, then you have to just question yourself as to whether or not you want to wear jewelry. You know, if you're going to wear watches, instead of wearing the watch metal bands, wear a leather band. You know, if you got, um, you know, the backs on your um, earrings, you want to make sure the posts are solid gold or solid silver. You know, sometimes they, they, they put nickel on these things in the ear, especially in the clasps, you know, in the fasteners, because, you know, as I guess they, that, that's their way to, I guess it's a cheap way out for the jewelry makers. You know, some people have the issue on their stomachs, which I've seen as well, you know, the jeans, the button on your on your on your jeans on the inside, sometimes it comes in contact with the skin. And a lot of people get these these, these this rash around their stomach. You know, that's part of nickel allergy that you're getting from the fasteners on the inside of your clothes. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that, but it, it's actually very common to see someone come in saying, I got a rash around my navel, and it seems like it's going all the way around. You know, that's you know which is the, the dermatome, you know, it affects one part of the skin and actually will go all the way around in a, in a belt-like distribution. Um, so the, the thing is, is that the easiest way to fix that, 
you know, because I can't tell people not to wear clothes, right? Or especially some people that wear jeans or certain types of work clothes, and they have that little, that little, that just that little teeny silver dot that's on the inside that you fasten your pants with and comes in contact with the skin. It, you'd be surprised for a lot of people, it can be really irritant, you know? But I just say, put a piece of tape over, piece of um, duct tape, masking tape, and a lot of times that will take care of that. Or, you know, wear undergarments that will, you know, basically put a barrier between you and the clothing that you wear. You know, the detergents, you know, You'd be surprised the people that are allergic to detergents. I mean, I've heard all kinds of things, you know, to change the detergents. You know, a lot of people are allergic to fab, tie, you know. If you're allergic to these kinds of detergents, then use what the babies use, the, the ivory snow, all right? That's why they have that detergent, because it's, it's actually hypoallergenic and safe for babies. So you may need to use something like that, all right? Because, you know, you'd be surprised the detergents that you're using the soaps that you're using, you know, if you're using soaps that have perfumes in them or, you know, things like ivory soap, ivory soap is, it's, it's been around forever, but it dries the skin out and drying the skin out, you know, people, it, it makes people itchy. Okay. Um, so you need to find soaps that have moisturizers in them. I know one of the things that, you know, we used to always recommend were things like Dove. All right. I don't know if, tone, um, caress, those types of things. But the other soaps, the ones, especially the ones that smell good, like, I don't know, do they still, I don't know if they still make Coast, uh, but, you know, all the, all the smell good soaps, you know, the uh, Coast, Safeguards. Um, now they make the, uh, the, 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 the uh, liquid soaps that have like the three in one with the, you know, the perfume give you, I guess, gives you a, a perfume kind of, uh, aroma uh some of these um cologne type soaps that you put those things actually dry the skin out and actually can you know make your allergies a lot worse um outside of that you know basically the same thing that we talked about avoiding allergens keep them outside you know and you know just try your best to just try to work your way through it and things are not going to get better right away all right, remember that. You know, the thing is, is that if you had a pet in the house, it's gonna take months or, or even longer to get all the pet dander out of the house, okay? So it's gonna take some time to actually get things back to normal. You know, you have to just give the process a chance to work for the allergies to go away. Once you turn the allergy mechanism on, all right, it's hard to turn it off, you know? So the way to keep it off is to prevent those things from coming, you know, prevent those things from irritating you. You gotta remember, if you have, remember I was saying, you know, the cells sit in the body and it's just waiting for things just to attach to it to release all these chemicals that your body has in it. I mean, they have no other purpose but to sit there and wait, and they will wait forever, you know? And, you know, it's like when a good thing happens to you, all right, sometimes you want to share and call other people so good, good things, can, the same good thing can happen to them as well. Well, the same thing with cells. You know, good things happen to the cell, meaning that it opens up and releases its chemicals, 
hey, guess what it's going to call? It's going to call all its buddies, okay? So all its buddies are going to come right to the surface and just wait for you to do what? Activate them, okay? And they're going to call more buddies and more. So once you have that system turned on, it's hard to turn it off. First thing you got to do is eliminate the allergen. Then you'll find that, you know, when they're not, when they're not getting that positive feedback, you know, if I'm constantly giving them a cookie, you know, they're going to come back and want more cookies. Great. All right. But if I take the cookies away, all of a sudden they're going to, all right, he's not giving cookies away anymore. So you know what? Uh, we're going to go on minor and they just go away. And that's when your symptoms will begin to get better. One of the other things that um, we talked about, and, you know, I had some conversations about this week, is the use of herbal medications. Um, and I guess a lot of the other medicinal products that are on the market. One of the problems with the use of herbal medications is that, well, most people that are telling you to use them don't really know how to use them, okay? The thing is, it's like, see one, do one, teach one, all right? Monkey see, monkey do, all right? But the thing is, is that, you know, I can't take a pound of this, a cup of this, four of this, and five of that, mix them up, and you drink it, and expect to get the same outcome as everybody else. That's the first thing. The second thing is how much of these things should people take? That's the biggest issue. It's not like a medication where you're getting five milligrams of this or 10 milligrams of that or 40 or 50 milligrams of that to treat your underlying problem, all right? Yes, a lot of medications are derivatives of natural substances found in nature. But remember, they're in a concentrated form. And that little pill. So how much of the stuff that comes from your garden or from the herbalist do you have to take to make up for this little concentrated form? The other thing is, is that once you start altering its structure, juicing it, cooking it, boiling it, chopping it up, okay, how much of the stuff that you're getting naturally, is it more getting into your system? Is it less getting into your system? All right. We don't know the answer to that. And the reason why is because there really hasn't been a lot of good studies on this. All right. You'll have some experts that'll say, well, I've been doing this for years and it seems to help. I said, okay, well, how do you, you know, you know, you're not, how do you know it's really working? All right. I mean, what are you doing to see if the patients are really responding, the people that you're giving these things to are really responding, and they're not having any untoward side effects from it? Okay. If they're reporting back to you, all right, you know, then you need to begin to share your data. All the herbalists and natural people out there need to begin to share the data. So if I'm giving watermelon or cucumbers or cloves or you know, turmeric or ginger, all right, to people or any of the other substances out there, sea moss, all right? You know, what's a, what's a good amount to start with, okay? How should we titrate it up, okay? 
how, and need be, how do we titrate it down? What are the side effects or problems that people have been having, okay, when they take certain things, all right? Are the people reporting to you that they're having issues, GI issues, skin issues, headaches, anything, all right? We need to encourage people to report back to us and tell if they're having any issues with some of the herbal things that, you know, we're recommending. The thing is that if you're just telling people to go say cucumber, lemon, you know, alkaline water and, you know, a couple other herbs, you know, blend it up and drink it. And this will be good for weight loss or diabetes, you know. How do you know that Mr. Smith is not going to go and and grind up 20 pounds of this stuff and start drinking it down every day? All right. Whereas you know, I didn't tell him to do that much. You know, we have to we have to remember that we're prescribing, all right, a, a treatment plan. So that even though it's a natural treatment plan. All right, it has to be regimented. Okay, it has to be regimented, and the people that you're treating with these things still have to be followed. All right, as though you're giving them regular allopathic or prescription medications. All right, so you still have it. Still needs to be a, a regimented, structured program. All right, now people ask, well, how much should you take? of anything, all right? Whether it be a prescribed medication or a natural juice or herb or fruit that you get from anywhere, okay? Because a lot of people are getting more into self-healing, self-help, you know, taking more responsibility for their health. Well, the rule of thumb for anything, all right, is to start low and go slow simple start as low as you possibly can and go slow all right you're in no hurry okay you know we got time you're not in a hurry so you know if, you, if you're making a special tea you know to help you with your cough or your allergies you know, and it says, okay, use five cloves, a teaspoon of honey, some lemon, garlic. Well, write it down. I'm going to use one lemon. I'm going to start out with a clove, a cinnamon stick, okay? And, you know, whatever you're putting in there, turmeric, ginger, all right? This is a tea that I usually make for myself, so I'm just, that's one off the top of my head. And boil it down and drink it, okay? You know? Give yourself a few days with that, all right? See if you have any issues with it, meaning that, you know, remember, just like medications, certain things that you put together may not work well in your body, but may work differently than somebody else. They may have a good side, no problems, and you may have an issue with that regimen, okay? So you're going to have to figure out if you're having no issues, you say, okay, this works for me, all right? You have, you have at that point in time, you have the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to, after a few days or even a week of drinking it that way, 
I'm going to add a little more lemon. All right, I got one lemon in one line. Now I'm going to go to two lemons in one line. Because, you know, I'm making it by the pitcher. So if I boil it in the same pot, okay, so now I'm going to say, okay, I got two lemons, two limes. All right. Last time I put in um, X amount of turmeric. I'm going to add a little more of that. X amount of ginger. Add a little more of that. Maybe another uh, uh, cinnamon stick and a couple more cloves. All right. Now remember, you're you're taking you're drinking these things for a reason. You're not just drinking them for the heck of it. All right. So what you're looking for is your objective. So if my objective is to say, you know what, my allergies are making me cough a lot more because of the post nasal drip. Okay. So if I start drinking it and I notice that my cough is improving, but it has not gone away, then I'm going to titrate it up a little bit, all right, to see if I get a favorable response from it. If I see that it's getting better but not going away, then I'm going to, you know, after a week, I'm going to add some more, make it even stronger, so to speak, all right? Until once I get to the point where the cough is gone or not as noticeable, meaning that, hey, I'm not coughing all the time, maybe just once in a while, but not all the time, all right? But a little more tolerable where it doesn't seem like it's bothering me. And I say, okay, I now have my treatment regimen, all right? But remember, that's your treatment regimen. That's not the treatment regimen for the guy down the street, the guy in the next town, the lady upstairs, the gentleman downstairs, that's yours, okay? That, because that's what works for you, all right? And that's what we got to remember is that whatever we do, especially if it's self-care, okay, that these things are individualized. It's not a cookbook, all right? The cookbook is basically saying these are things that are good for this problem, but everybody has to individualize their treatment, okay? Because nobody's prescribing these things for you. You're going to the supermarket and buying, all right? So you have to determine how much of each thing works for you, okay? All right, where it doesn't cause you any problems and you get the benefit, the best treatment response. Now, let's say you go and somebody gives you a shot of turmeric. And say, hey, man, it's going to take care of that, you know? I was like, okay. You drink it down. Oh, it tastes god-awful, which it does. Oh, <laughs> okay. It burns, <laughs> you know, which it does. It's like drinking a shot of alcohol. It's terrible. It burns. It tastes bad, and it burns. I'm like, man, I, did, I, did, I had no idea it was like that. Now, for me, you know, mine is always diluted. All right. But if I, it's going to be hard for me to do what? Go back and get that second shot of tuberic from you. I don't think so. All right. That's, that's the first thing is that it wasn't palatable for me. Okay. Meaning that I don't like it. All right. So that doesn't work for me. All right. Way work for him, but don't work for me. All right. So that's it. All right. I'm going to go back to making it my way. You make it your way. I make it my way. And that's what, that's what this whole thing is about because, like, I didn't like that part. 
All right. Let's say you dr you drank something that someone gave you. Say, oh, this is going to work for you, and you break out in a rash, or you find yourself running to the bathroom, or you have a headache. All right, or your stomach starts hurting. All, all of a sudden, you have no idea. First of all, how much they put in there. You can say, oh, I put all, oh, I put this, I put that, I put this, I put that. All right, it may just be too strong for you. All right, or you may have an allergy to something that they put in there. So you want to do these things on your own. I mean, you, it's okay to go to the juice shops and this shop and get the smoothies and all that. That's fine. But before you go out and buy the smoothie from the smoothie store, try to make some of it on your own to see how and make sure that your body accepts it without any issues. All right. Because sometimes at these smoothie shops and all these health food stores, man, they're throwing all kinds of stuff in there you know they just they're like witch doctors <laughs> you know no <laughs> next thing anyway here you go it's like that smoking glass that you see in the old 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 films like here you go drink this it's good for you <laughs> you know you know, what that you know you want to make sure that whatever you do you know it agrees with you because the most important thing is what is that you're you continue all right because remember what we're doing is not, we're not hearing you, so to speak. All right. What we're doing is changing your lifestyle, changing the way you live, changing what you're eating, changing what you're drinking, changing, we, 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 we're changing you. All right. So we want to make new habits. We want you to drink healthier alternatives like water, okay, juices, all right, and put things in them so that you know you get to the you 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 get the benefit that you desire, all right. Because if we give you something that that hurts you, then we're kind of setting ourselves back. You know, we don't want to go back. We want to always move forward. Now. One of the things that we had talked about before was water. The, I mean, the importance of water is just, you know, unbelievable. That should be the basis of everything, water. You know, and I've seen some things in the literature say, drink a gallon of water a day, half a gallon of water a day. Okay, that's fine. All right, everybody, I mean, we talked about water, how much water you should drink, just add that zero to the end of your weight, okay? You know, a gallon of water, you know, they say drink a gallon of water a day, but if I'm 90 pounds, how am I going to drink a gallon of water every day? All right. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of water. Okay. So if, if I take and add that zero to the end of my weight, if I'm 150 pounds and I add that zero, that's 1500 milliliters of water. Okay. That's basically, six bottles of water a day, all right? Or if you use your, or you drink your cup, okay? You know, how many cups of water will I need to drink from my cup to, you know, give me my water intake? Now, water's a good thing, but in some instances, it's not so good, all right? So here's the thing. You might find that you're drinking a little bit of water or more water, but 
you're starting to see your feet swell, ankles swell, legs swell, especially if you, you sit around a lot like I do, all right, and you're not getting as much exercise. Even if you're exercising, you sit for too long, you find your, your feet swell, all right? So here's the thing with that. Water, when you're drinking a lot of water, all right, there's nothing in water. It's water's pure. There's nothing in it. All right. So when I put water into my body, all right, remember my body exists at a balance. All right. But now I add water. Okay. What happens? I kind of dilute everything in the body. I'm diluting it. All right. Because the body is made up of all kinds of chemicals, sodium, potassium, you know, chloride, bicarbonate, all kinds of goodies. All right. But now when I give it a lot of water, I kind of dilute that. All right. So what happens is water tends to shift. You know, it shifts. So it'll go if I'm if I'm dilute over here and I'm concentrated over here, then the water will pass through to make both sides the same. All right. But what happens is the more water I drink, even though I'm making both sides the same, all right, if I have one part salt and one part water, that's fine. But if I add two parts water, now I got two parts water on both sides and one part salt, okay? When I need to have a ratio of one to one, all right, but the more water I drink, all right, I now have two, three, or even four. I'm diluting the body. I know this, this is a, it's a complicated concept. I'm trying to explain it in a way where you will get it without getting too scientific. All right. What that means, well, let me tell you what, what that will do to you. First of all, it, your body will accumulate water in the tissues, swollen feet. All right. So how do I get that? Keep that from happening? Well, you need to add something to the water. All right. Adding something to water is pretty much the same, you know, theory as like Gatorade. All right. When you know athletes are running around these Powerades, they drink the Powerade and Gatorade. Why? Because the Powerade and Gatorade not only has a lot of water, but has a lot of sodium. All the all the stuff that we're losing, because every time I go to the bathroom, when I sweat, all these things, guess what? I'm losing, you know, electrolytes. I'm losing electrolytes. That's what they're called electrolytes. I'm losing. Okay, every day I lose electrolytes. So if I'm not replacing them, and I'm losing them, and I keep adding water. All right, then I'm diluting. I'm diluting myself now. Swollen feet, first problem. Numbness and tingling. Cramping. All these, sometimes you get cramps when you're doing things. You think, oh, man, I'm not drinking enough water. But sometimes you get cramps when you've been drinking enough water, but your electrolytes are low. All right? So we need to add things to our water periodically to make sure that we got enough of these electrolytes. Now, I know it's safe to drink water, but you know what? 
you can mix it up, give yourself a little Gatorade. You know, they have the one with no sugar. Yeah, tastes, doesn't taste great, but, you know, like anything else, you can get used to it. Okay? You know, it has lots of, lots of sodium, lots of potassium in it. Perfect. You know, to help keep things leveled out. You go some places, you notice that they have lemons or cucumbers in the water. You can do that. You can add things to your water, like lemon. You know, you can add cucumbers to your water. All right. If you can even add a pinch of salt to your water if you like. All right. I mean, the thing is that we have to keep things in balance. And sometimes drinking too much water can kind of throw it off. And this is important now more so because, man, it's hot outside. And, you know, that you're going you're gonna to perspire more. Your need to drink is going to be more. You're outdoors. You're more active. You're drinking more. Okay? So, like I said, it's very common for people to say, hey, my, my, I'm noticing at night my, my toes are numb and tingling. I get cramps. If I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm drinking a lot of water. I said, oh, but you're not getting the other stuff to go with the water. All right? And if you're not, if you're having issues and you're not sure, listen, you know, I take a little multivitamin, okay? It was, you know, the little multivitamin helps, you know, give me a little extra, okay? All right? And that, I mean, that's one way to do it. The, the simplest way, like I said, little Gatorade, some Powerade, um, you know, pinch of salt in your water if you want to. And making certain that you eat a good diet. Now, one other way to get water, okay, is actually eating fruits that are mostly made of water. Okay? How about watermelon? Man, you can you can actually eat your water. Eat some watermelon. You know, everybody likes, we, people like watermelon. Why? Because it, it tastes good. And it's real juicy, right? That's all that water, you know, and all that stuff that's just getting all over your face and stuff. Yeah, you can watermelon, cantaloupe, grapes, you know, all these things are loaded with what? Water, oranges, grapefruits, okay? Lot, these things have lots of water. Things that don't have a lot of water in them, like bananas, you know, you know, a banana doesn't have water because if you try to put it in the juicer, it really doesn't juice, does it? You got to put it in the blender with some other stuff. But bananas like a dry fruit, okay? You know, bananas are good, one to two a day, great. If you got issues with going to the bathroom, okay, have a banana or two in the morning, probably the bathroom will ultimately resolve itself, okay? I mean, that's a wonderful source of fiber, and it tastes good, all right? And you're not a person that likes to eat a banana. You can mix it with your cereal, oatmeal, cream of wheat, cold cereal, breakfast cereals. You know, you can do that. The bananas, you know, dry fruits, strawberries, dry fruit, you know, berries in general, grapes, cherries, not lots of water. But the best fruits for water, if you think about it, mango, juicy, right? Watermelons, juicy. You know, the um, cantaloupe, you know, juicy, all right? 
good fruits, all right? Other fruits, not as much water, pineapple, eh, all right? But for the most part, you can actually eat your waters, okay? All right, so, you know, if you need, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're out in the sun, okay, you gotta you can take a cooler, chop up some melon, put it there. You know, you don't always have to reach for that. You can actually just get your little fork and eat a few pieces of melon and some cantaloupe. That'll hydrate you if you eat enough of it, of course. All right, but it'll also give your body back a lot of those wonderful electrolytes that you that are depleting working out in the heat or just being out in the heat in general. Now, sometimes it's not so hot, all right, but it's very humid, all right? The humidity actually dries you out more so than the dry heat. So don't let the humidity, don't let the fact that it doesn't feel too hot, but the 90% humidity that confuse you and kind of trick you to say, I don't need as much water today because it's not so hot. Actually, when it's humid, you need more water. All right. Yeah, I mean that humidity just pulling all that dust. You know, you you know, you know, listen, you're outside, you've been in the humidity, you seem like you're sweating bullets. You know, when you're out in that humid, they're like, man, it, it, it seems like when it's hot, yeah, you'll sweat. But when it's humid, ooh, man, I mean, it seems like you sweat twice as much in that humidity. All right. Now, when it's hot and humid, forget it. Ah. You know, you got to stay hydrated. All right. So that you don't run into heat related issues, heat cramps, unfortunately, heat stroke. You know, and it, those things are heat exhaustion. All right. All these things, all right, can occur, all right, just because you're not hydrated enough. So, if you the take home message for the day, all right, if there's any, is in the morning, all right, banana, keep your body regular, okay. Um, you got water or a cup of nice tea in the morning. Get some of those electrolytes and herb things going back into your body. All right. People recommend the sea moss in the morning. You know, I haven't tried the sea moss yet. You know, I'm 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 probably gonna break down and give it a shot at some point. Right now, I'm making my own tea, but I make that every morning, so that's what I drink. I have a cup in the morning and a cup in the evening, you know, and basically some fruits. All right, eating healthy, you know, some whole grains, okay, my exercise, and I'm off and running for the day. If you're a person that likes alcohol, alcohol is a wonderful thing, been around a long time, but it's also alcohol, alcohol is a diuretic, all right? So if you suffer from hangovers after having too much to drink, or you like to drink a lot of beer and, you know, you're out in the hot sun, you notice that when you drink a lot of alcohol, what happens? You run into the bath, you run into the bathroom. So yes, you're pouring out your water, all right? The reason why people have hangovers, believe it or not, is because they're not drinking enough water. So they gotta hydrate themselves, you know? Keep yourself hydrated, drink more water. If you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have alcohol, drink water too, all right? So that, you know, you keep yourself from having issues with this heat, all right? It's coming. All right. And, you know, with that said, 
All right. All I'm going to say is, you know, I, I just want everybody to have a good summer. I want everybody to be safe. And we're going to talk more about some of the herbal and natural healing things that we could do uh, to keep us healthy. All right. And what, like I said, the trick to this, you know, there are people all over the place, all over the world, every state. So, you know, the trick to this thing, no matter, I don't care what problems you have, all right, everybody's got something going on. You could take, you could drink juices for anxiety, depression, diabetes, hypertension, doesn't matter. All right. The formula, just like I said earlier, starts low, goes slow. Titrate it up. All right. If you're on medications, that is not the key to say, I can stop my medication today. No. All right. You're going to continue to take your prescribed medications. You can continue to work on the herbal natural healing methods that you're doing, whatever it is you're doing. And when you start to feel better, you can consult with your provider, okay, and ask them, just like I said last week, learn to ask questions. I want to, I want to try, since my pressure is controlled, my sugar seems a lot better, I'm feeling a lot better, I'm enjoying life a little bit more, I want to now start tapering me off of some of these prescribed medications, all right? We go real slow, all right? And see if you can still maintain your balance, okay, with your healthy regimen. And as they begin to decrease some of those prescribed medications, see if your sugar stays under control, your pressure stays under control, that you're sleeping good, all, all those wonderful things that we, that we strive to accomplish. All right? With that being said, remember, COVID's not gone. All right. They got this smallpox things out out here. Most people don't have to worry about that. The people that generally have to worry about those kinds of skin infections are people involved in high risk behaviors. Okay. And coming into contact with people that are involved with high risk behaviors. So high risk behavior, listen, let's make it simple. Unprotected sex, you know, um, Sex, sex with men that may be infected, all right? Men having sex with men that are infected and taking it, and then men that had sex with men taking it and infecting people, other, you know, with women, so to speak, and passing it on, all right? So if you're not involved in any high-risk behavior, the likelihood that you're going to come in contact with something like that is minimal. But still, bad things like to live on surfaces, keep those hands clean, all right? Keep those hands clean. You're in public places. Still wear your masks. If you, if you have to, wear your mask. There's no, no shame in wearing your mask. People still walk around coughing on you and passing all kinds of germs. So let's be safe, all right? With that being said, I want everybody to have a good week, and I will see you all again next week. Have a good night.